invite you to enter this portal of strange and unimaginable. I simply ask that you suspend your judgment and expand your mind in the vastness of the unknown. Come witness the wonder that is our reality. The truth is out there, and so am I. Wife of a Demon Hunter, extraordinary tales of all things paranormal. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the Wife of a Demon Hunter. My guest today is my dear friend, Corinne Stedman. She is a Reiki master, a hypnotist, an AccuDetox specialist, and also an animal lover who loves all animals, large and small. Welcome, Corinne. Thank you, Dorinda. Thank you for being my guest on this special show today. We are going to talk about something that just happened to you recently. Can you just tell us what happened to you? Yeah, it was a very traumatic experience. Um, I have a brand new little puppy. It's a little um, English cream golden retriever, and I had it out on a leash, and I was taking it to go potty. And me and the other dog, which is a <clears throat> small pit bull female, was out there with me. And in the very back of my yard was my other uh, eight-year-old golden and my grand dog, which is a Catahoula leopard dog. She's six years old, and she was on a chain. And... I was letting them go potty and all of a sudden a Amazon or UPS truck drove by and my grand dog, the Catahoula Leopard, has a lot of anxiety and emotional problems and is on medications for them, but she goes ballistic when she sees Amazon, UPS or FedEx trucks. So I went around the corner to try to calm her because she was barking loudly and um, my pity came beside me and then they started fighting and the chain got wrapped around my leg I was trying to block the dogs from hurting one another um, I think they were still upset because the night before my puppy had gone after a bone that was my grand dogs the Catahoula leopard's bone and she got mad at it and went after the puppy and my pit bull um, went and protected the puppy so they got in an argument the night before as well but the next thing I know I'm on the ground and I am screaming for help as the dogs are biting me and each other um, it was the horrible horrible sound as you all probably have heard dogs you know fight before but to have it in your ear like that and their breath breathing on your neck and thinking your neck's gonna get bit next it was uh, pretty scary um, of course, I'm screaming. I'm like, God, help me. I don't know what to do. And uh, luckily, my neighbors were home and heard me screaming, and they called um, 911 and told them I was being mauled by four dogs, which wasn't true. But still, I'm glad they came. Right. <laughs> and that's what happened. And uh, the dog bite on my wrist was the worst of them. And um, the teeth went down to the bone and chipped part of my bone off. So I have now a fractured wrist. Oh, goodness, Corinna. Um, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing better. The first night I kept having nightmares of dogs and sores, bite sores on the dogs and things like that. I feel guilty that this happened, that I couldn't control them. And I love them all very much. And they love me. All of them love me. And I know that. But 
that was the most crazy thing I've ever experienced in my life because these dogs all get along and I don't know what really happened other than that UPS truck went by. Um, I don't know. It's kind of scary. <laughs> it is scary. And you know, what's interesting is that I just got a call just uh, last night that my dog who has a Mastiff, um, mm -hmm. when the, he, his dog went after his girlfriend's mother's cat and I guess he got in the middle of it and ended up in the hospital with some scratches and bites and whatnot. So what's interesting is that dog attacks are on the rise in the States and in the UK. Um, there's several factors related to this. And there's some people who are supposedly experts who think they know the reason why these dogs are um, being attacked. And one of them is the pandemic, which I find interesting because everybody blames a pandemic for everything. It's like, yes, That's it's so pandemic. True. Yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. But the reason is, is that people were home alone mm -hmm. and many of them were getting dogs that yeah. were might not be suited to their lifestyle because they were home um, and right. they didn't have the time or knowledge to train the dogs. So how do you feel about that? Do you think that training is one of the factors in that? Or um, I think else? training. I think training helps. Basically, training is for the person that owns the dog, so they know how to handle the dog and how to interact with the dog correctly. Um, but I do have to say, my daughter's dog, the Catahoula Leopard dog, um, she has been to a lot of trainings ever since she got that dog as a puppy, and um, she just recently took her back to reactive training because she was having these incidents of going ballistic and crazy and uncontrollable um, with these trucks that go by. So I don't know if something happened to her or not these trucks. I have no idea. But um, my daughter did take her for the training. She thought maybe it helped a little bit. The vet put her on Prozac and another medication for the anxiety um, to help her with that. But obviously nothing helped yesterday so sure. i just feel really bad i don't want that dog to have to be put down i love that dog and and i feel responsible for all of this so there is a little bit of guilt and broken heart on my end <laughs> i have to say well of course and uh the thing is is that what happens as owners is that we get in the middle of the dog fight yeah so to speak and that's kind of where the danger comes in so it's not like your uh, grand dog was attacking you your, no. or you know any of the dogs were attacking you it was a situation that brought that attack well, yeah. on and so yes. there's there's many reasons why you know dogs attack and you know they have conflict um you know you had talked about maybe you know uh lena was a little upset uh over um the night before yeah you know there's aggression um, there's fear base and then there's defensive. A, l a lot of times it's food will get yeah. uh, um, in the way of things. Redirect aggression and pain and frightened when they're frightened as well. So, And yeah. if they read your emotions, which I believe that they do, yes. there's a factor in that as well. They also say that once your dog has bitten someone for the first time, the likelihood of your dog biting again increases. No, so that's... that's that's kind of sad to think about that. But, um, you know, I wonder if there's any kind of rehabilitation or anything like that that a dog could do to help yeah. so that that doesn't occur again. The because fact that they, she was not biting me, per se, even though I did get bit. I was using my arms to block them and try to push them apart 
when I was on the ground. And I think that's what happened. Sure, sure. Um, and another factor they talk about is the age. Um, more these animal attacks um, are usually the dogs or animals are between the age of five and nine, which those dogs fit in that category, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yep. So that's interesting too. Now, if you think about it in dog years, I mean, if you know they say seven years, so if a dog is ten, they're seventy. Now listen. You know, I, I'm 66 and I get pretty grumpy over certain things. So I would think that a dog would probably, you know, get a little grumpy over some things too, especially if a young whippersnapper dog was trying to, you know, bite my, my face or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. I think you're right. But Durnda, I have to tell you what the police officer told me that came. He said he has seen more and more of um, dogs getting. Uh, kind of like a dementia um, of the brain. He said their brain just starts to go to mush and they they get aggressive. And I had never heard that before. I'm not a vet. I'm not an expert. Sure. But um, I thought that was interesting. I never really thought about a dog getting dementia or something similar to that. Well, if a dog can be on Prozac, why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> no. But the they thing have- is, is that they can't tell you what's going on. So basically, no. this is a guesstimate. They're guessing what's going yeah. on with the dog. So that's the sad part, too. Well, yeah. the, the statistics are that 226 people were killed by being, either being bitten or struck by a dog in the United States between 2018 and 2021. And that might not seem like a lot, but it's actually a 131% increase um, over the years before that. So... Um, that's that, that's kind of interesting and in the demonic world we seem to be um finding an increase of people who have demonic uh, uh incidences that are happening too so kind of interesting um you know what's interesting about a dog is that you know they snap and growl and that's a kind of a good indication that they're reaching a level of to, you know non-tolerance and uh you know demons kind of growl at people as well so i find that kind of interesting that yeah. you know I mean, I, like I said, I'm no expert, but I find that really interesting that we are having an increase of dog attacks because, I mean, Corinne, you know, you and I are, you know, we've been around and you're, you know, you're an animal lover and you've had multiple dogs and you've had, a lot, you know, like three dogs at a time and things like that. So this is not something that you run into all the time, right? Correct. Correct. I was bitten one other time um, by my daughter's other dog it had a seizure but that was normal because it was having a seizure I got bit I I had my leg in the way um but yeah I've been around dogs my whole life I've been around animals my whole life I love them I love doing Reiki on them um I consider them part of my family so yeah uh, this is an incident that I would have never dreamt really would have happened right right um, I love your daughter, but, you know, maybe you should stay away from her dogs. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know? It's like, well, why is she doing this? Yeah. <laughs> so, I stay with a golden next time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. There is a vet called um, John Toluca, and he is um, he's a vet at the University of Liverpool. And he said that there's a relentless trend going on um, where owners speak to their animals in full sentences. Uh, apparently, they think that the, you know, four-footed animals can actually speak English. Um, and he says 
that they can't. And he said, YouTube and TikTok treats dogs as adorable children, dressing them up and cooing over them so that the young people are more likely to think that when a dog is baring its teeth, preparing to pounce, it's smiling and cute instead of being, you know, a warning sign. So how do you feel about that? Do you think that's something that might be attributing to what's going on? Possibly. Um, you know, just trying to become more knowledgeable about the dog's um, appearance. You know, I mean, it's kind of like people. When you see somebody that's grumpy or mad, you, you recognize that on their face. Their appearance shows it. And I think it's the same thing with a dog. Um, they can show their teeth. Now, I do happen to have a golden retriever that smiles at the mailman, and she calls him Mr. Smiley, and he is definitely smiling, not growling. Right. <laughs> I know. I've seen that, him. He is a smiler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that you will notice, and I saw this with them when the fight began, the hair stands up on their back. And you can tell right there that, this is, you know, going to be an aggressive situation, that this is not a time to think they're happy, go lucky. Right, <laughs> like, right. Respect their space, you know, their, yeah. yeah, respect their space. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, at a young age too, cause you know, you have a puppy now. So, you know, when he gets aggressive, you train him not to do that. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, he gets kind of carried away with my pit bull. She'll let him just hang off her lips when they're playing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that you know because she's got little scans where he's bitter too hard but she just loves them and they play and play and play but yeah you do have to get after them and tell them you know when they get too wound up it's just like kids almost you know right they get up and somebody's gonna get hurt <laughs> okay well the statistics are saying that more likely uh, a bite um, situation would happen with um, certain dogs with certain physical characteristics S uh, strong mu muscular stature uh, muscly cheeks, large, strong jaws, a robust, wide mouth, uh, a voluminous head. So like a big headed dog, um, which I find interesting. Um, and you know, musc uh, muscular hindquarters. Um, so I'm going to go through this, this list here. Um, now you have a pit bull, which is interesting because you know, the number one, um, dog attack in the United States is the pit bull. And yes. we, I mean, my, my stepdaughter has four pit bulls. My daughter has a pit bull. You have a pit bull. Um, my son has a pit bull, which I guess those two are not very good to compare to because he did bite the yeah. cat and my dog, but you know, situation, but, um, it says the pit bulls, uh, 3,397 uh, attacks and there's 295 deaths. So the pit bull is a, uh, has a high reputation for being one of the most aggressive breeds backed by statistics. The breed's poor reputation does not make every pit bull dangerous. So let's make sure we make that clear. It doesn't Correct. make every pit bull dangerous. But if you're looking to get a dog and want a pit bull, you should be mindful of these statistics. So Right. Yeah, and they were bred um, recently. I mean, they've been being bred for fighting and that type of thing. And that is so wrong and so dangerous. Um, for dogs <laughs> right and people but um i will say my the pit bull we have was a rescue she was abandoned and not treated well and we got her as a puppy and she has been the most loyal lovable dog in fact these were the american uh family dogs for years uh that's why they're so popular um but they are loyal, and they will fight to the death. And yeah. um, they will defend you 
until the death. <laughs> so they don't give up. And I think that's where part of that comes from. And then, of course, the misbreeding and mistreatment of dogs and encouraging them to be aggressive. That's just, I feel wrong. But Right, um, right. Especially for a family, you know, they don't need an aggressive dog around children. Right, children, yeah. So, so know your room, right? When you get a dog, yes. um, the problem is, is that when you go to these these shelters, most of the animals there are pit bulls. So, yeah, a lot that. of them because there's so many that, I mean, a lot of them um, are being bred, you know, and they're, you know, they might not be fighting or whatever, but they're they're there's a lot of these dogs out there because they are. Like I said, the American dog. I mean, this is the dog that every family used to have and and everything. Um, so they've been around a long time. And they're intelligent animals. But, um, yeah, it's sad. And, and they can be very loving. It's almost like, uh, like how we have with um, people kind of being prejudiced. Sure. It's almost like that. Because people are becoming prejudiced against pit bulls, thinking all of them are dangerous and everything. They could be, I, and it's smart to be cautious around a dog you don't know, but they're not all like that. I mean, this is the most lovable, you know, cuddling dog I've ever had. She has to be with me and sit by me and lay by me. And, you know, it's nothing like what you would think a pit bull would be because I had that same thought when we first saved her. I'm like, okay, she better be loving. <laughs> yeah, she better not be attacking then, my other dogs, right? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. And then when um, the police asked me where my other dog was and I told them, you know, where she was in her crate and that, you know, what kind of dog is she? I got worried. You know, I'm right. like, oh, now i got to tell them it was a pit bull protecting me from my grand dog, you know. Yes, but, yeah, because of what's the... Yeah, the, the stigma. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's not, not good. <laughs> it makes me angry that man messes so much up in this world. I swear. I mean, we try to help. A lot of us try to help in the world, but and the when it comes to push comes to shove, it seems like man messes up more of the world yeah. than we. And then there's outside it. forces besides man. You know, like evil right. is out there, and you know, there's a thread when you know when people are upset about certain the environment. I mean, the dogs have to be in tune to that, I would think. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Definitely. The, the next one I have is a Rottweiler. The Rottweiler has 535 attacks with eight deaths. Now, this is interesting what they say about the Rottweiler. It says, if not properly exercised, socialized, and mentally um, you know, stimulated, Rottweilers yeah. may become aggressive. They are typically good natured dogs um, used mainly in search and rescue missions or as a guard and a police dog. So, um, you know, again, that goes to the training of it. So if you get a, a, if you got a dog during the pandemic and you can't exercise it or, you know, it's stuck in your house all day long, chances are <laughs> it might have some yeah. issues. Well, yeah, and that's where you get the, you know, chewing on furniture and all the destructive behaviors that can come with that. They have to be exercised. They have to be walked. And really, I, I've always thought of my dogs as my walking partners um, until I got ticks. I've had a problem with ticks lately. But, um, uh, you know, they do. They need exercise just like people. They need your interaction. And even if you're going to be gone away to work or out for the evening, you got to find some time to spend with them. And leave them, there's, they have lots of different toys out now that can stimulate 
you know, your dog's brain by making them figure out a puzzle to get a treat or things like that um, that are helpful as well. And you do need to interact, you know, get them socialized, have them interact with other dogs, meeting other people. So they're not in their own little world so that when somebody new comes in, it's a threat. Um, It is important that you do this when they're little. I find it really interesting when people, um, you know, I have, you know, I remember I had a German Shepherd, which we're going to talk about uh, in a few minutes. I, I loved my German Shepherd, but we took it to a store a pet store and there was a couple that had a little dog and you know the the German Shepherd was kind of being aggressive to the little dog because the little dog kept coming at it you know uh-huh. and the 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 owners were like laughing and I thought you know it's really funny That's that you funny. thought that this little dog is you know kicking the ass of this big dog but if this big dog bites and kills your dog there's two lives that are now being right up you know so yeah, it's, it's like not maybe a funny you should, thing. Yeah, so maybe you should just keep your dog away from the other dog. I mean, yes. it's just like common sense. So, okay, yes. German Shepherds. There's been 113 attacks, 15 deaths. The German Shepherds are high, high energy, alert, and valued for their protective instincts. These traits are used positively in their role as military and police dogs. However, if they are not properly trained, again, they are more likely to bite a human um, and they don't they do not know due to their aggressive uh, instincts. So if they don't know the human, they would uh, bite them because they just, you know, they're protective. So again, right. dogs are very protective. They're, you know, you're part of their pack when you're, you yeah. know, the human in that pack. And, you know, there's usually a pack leader. So you kind of have it, to show the dog who the leader is. Yeah. Yeah. You better be the pack leader. Right. Sure. Right. This is a person. I remember <laughs> I, I had a dog a long time ago and he, uh, he was trying, or she was trying to, you know, uh, say that she was above me. And I'm like, no, you're not. This is me. Yeah. This is yeah. Me. I had to put a dog on its side and hold it down till it stopped fighting me um, to let it know I was the boss. Right. Exactly. That's what, that's what the dogs do in the wild. They'll hold the other dog down, um, you know, as showing that they're dominant and showing them they're the ones that are, they're going to listen to. Okay, so the next one is the wolf-dog hybrids, okay? Uh-huh. And so um, it, 85 attacks, 19 deaths. Um, interesting. So this the, the statistics here is that there was quite a few deaths within this wolf-dog hybrid thing. How's that? So, I mean, out of 85 attacks, 19 people died from it. Um, they're, not de- they're less domesticated than the other breeds, okay? Um, uh-huh. it, so they use more of their instincts. Um, right. So they naturally are more aggressive and they become predatory when they feel scared or defensive. So And they know how to kill because that's what they've had to do in the wild. Right. And they're not that far from their wild brothers and sisters when they, you know, even if they've been bred with a, you know, a domestic dog. So, yeah, I could see that happening. So what would you say to someone who, um, you know, is going to go get a new dog? What would be the first thing that you would recommend, Kren? I would I would look online. Um, you can go through and look at the different breeds of dogs. Um, if you're going to a rescue, I would find out what type of dogs they have available. Um, but I would research it to see what type of energy they have. What are they known for? Um, what do they enjoy? There's a lot of dogs that enjoy agility courses, and that really is a wonderful thing for them because they use their brain and their muscles. Um and that's a great idea, but that's what I would do. And you've got to look at your lifestyle. You know, if you're not going to be home a lot, 
um, you need to think about that before you get a dog. That it's a lot of responsibility. And then you've got the cost. Uh, our food's gone up, and so is the dog food, and so is their shots and the vet visits. And all of this costs money. I would recommend probably looking into some me uh, medical insurance for your dog uh, for emergency reasons. Um, but, yeah, that's those are the steps I would look at and take. Um, I would talk to the breeders. I would talk to the rescue. Um, if there's been some prior mistreatment and you're a brand new dog owner, you, I would not recommend that dog then because that dog would need somebody that's very experienced. So you really need to let the people that you're getting the dog from know what your situation is. Are you married? Do you have kids? Uh, what's your lifestyle? Are you active or do you prefer to come home and be a couch potato? And then they can kind of steer you in the right direction of which dog would be best for you. Yeah, because it's an investment and it's also a commitment. Yes. So it's Life not, it's, and it's, uh, you know, and dogs live, you know, live quite a while. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not Usually like 12 years, 12, yeah. 12, 15, 20, <laughs> sometimes 20, you yeah. know, it depends. Yeah. The little dogs can live a lot yeah, longer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing that you should look at when you get a particular animal, too, because the larger the dogs, usually the less they live 10 years or versus you right. know, 15, 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I was going to, I was also going to bring up when you were talking about the dog bites and the type, different breeds, but people forget the small dogs, normally they're not the ones that are going to probably kill you, but they are the ones that are can tend to be a little more aggressive because they're small and they have to you know, show that they're not afraid, but they are afraid. And you yeah, can they have get the Napoleon nips. syndrome, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get little nips and they might nip your back of your leg or, or whatever. So those dogs are biting as well, but that would be, you know, the difference between a large dog and a small dog. The small dog is nervous anyways because they know they're small. <laughs> right. And right. they need to act mighty. Right. And, um, then the big dogs they got a bigger mouth of course they're doing more damage so right right yeah. could kill more yeah correct yeah. yeah yeah and one of the things that i i i'm so against and people are probably you know people might disagree with me but i got bit in the face once but to you uh, know have the dog in their face i always tell my kids keep your face away from the dog you know yeah yeah. You know, they can lick your um, arm or whatever, but not your face. I get so nervous about that. Only because, like I said, I was bit in the face. So, you know. Yeah. You just, I, it's funny you said that. I was bit in the face when I was a kid, too. I got too close to a, my dog when it was eating. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. See, yeah. Yeah. I pulled know, I on a dog's I ears. Little. I just went on both sides. Went, eh, right oh, in his no. face. It's like, yeah. So I did cause the pain. So, I mean, he did retaliate because I was mean yeah. to the dog. But, I mean, I was like, you know, three. I mean, it wasn't what did intentional. I know? Yeah, I was three. So what did I know? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know yeah. What to do. <laughs> you just needed to be taught how to treat a yeah, dog. That's right. It's like, it's <laughs> wrong, wrong. <laughs> Don't do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, and people, you know, everybody seems to be kind of, in a way of uh, distress these days. Uh -huh. And so, like we talked about before, dogs can feel the energy of the distress. And so, uh -huh. I mean, it can't, it can't um, be so volatile in your home and not expect some volatility coming out of your dog, I guess. Yeah. You know, so if yeah. there's like chaos in your home, there might be chaos with your animals. Because animals yeah. are supposed to be there to calm you, not to, you know, make things worse. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Very true. (laughs) Very true. But I really think um, with dogs, uh, with I guess what I, what I'm trying to say is how they've been treated by people also makes such a big difference in a dog. Um, not viewing our hands as weapons and knowing that you know we care for them and love them and we will take care of them. But so many dogs don't always get that, and I can get it. I understand how people can lose their patience. I just had my puppy have an accident on the floor. Would have been real easy for me to go over there and hit my puppy and say, "Hey, no, that's the puppy doesn't understand that. They just see my hand as a weapon." Then, right? So, right. Uh, there's little things that you can do, and you have to keep in control. I think um, when you're dealing with just like a baby. <laughs> You know, they might, you might be tired, but you're going to get up and take care of that baby. Um, it's the same thing with a small dog and a pet and how they're treated in the beginning is going to carry forward in the end as well. Well, you know, there's a different type of parenting that's going on now. So yeah, hands-free. Hands-free, <laughs> discipline-free, you know. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, I mean, if you raise your dog like you raise your kids, you might run into some problems. I'm just saying, I don't know. Because, you know, the animal has different instincts than what your children do. But it's like, you know, I've always been a firm believer of, you know, when you make a mistake, you point it out and then, you know, try not to do it again. And sometimes people, you know, people don't want, people don't want to see, they want to be more friends with their children than you know, and the parent, then the, the, the disciplinary figure. person yeah. or whatever, you know, yeah. like the times out, I don't think they do time out anymore either. So yeah. I grew well, you know, I grew up in a time where, you know, the back of their hand was, was the disciplinary thing. Not that I'd want that to, <clears throat> excuse me, no. to be there, I but I'm the, just saying yeah. that, you know, they don't even have time out. So no, we it's used like, to have the belt the, yeah, the belt, the, the fear panel. of the belt. I remember, <laughs> remember they make you go out and get the switch. That yes, you're gonna exactly. Get, you're gonna get spanked with, you know. So you try yep. to get the most, you know, one that's gonna break. You know? Yeah. So you know, <laughs> let me see if this breaks. This is good. Okay. So yeah. I might get one smack and that's it. But anyway, <laughs> well, you know, Corinne, thank you so much for sharing that. I I yes. know people are probably trying to figure out what uh, dogs have to do with demons, but you know, there are some demon dogs called shucks that are out there. But yeah, um, it's just that I feel that the world is kind of in this topsy turvy because, you know, like I said, we've had more cases with the demonic and all that stuff. And I just think that, you know, we need to calm ourselves down more and just trying to find some, a little more joy in life. Um, you know, I'm not here to push religion, but I really believe that people should have a belief system to yes. help calm themselves down. So um, I really appreciate you being here. And we're talking yeah. the subject, and you know, like I said, we're friends, so we will, you know, talk afterwards. But um, do you have anything yeah. else that you would like to say? About I the just want to. I just would like to tell people that um, the more love and light they can spread in this world, the better off we'll all be, animals and people. Uh, just spread the love and the kindness and thoughtfulness, and things will be better. Very well said. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Um, My name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the wife of a demon hunter. Until next time.